0: Have you ever felt lonely or isolated in your homeschool journey? What creative ideas do you have for organizing homeschool meetups or field trips in your area? Have you ever tried hosting such events and what happened when you did? How do you balance the need for social interaction with your introverted or extroverted tendencies? And what practices do you have in place to ensure that you're nurturing both your own social needs and those of your kids. On today's episode, we're going to crack the homeschool mom's loneliness conundrum so you can find a supportive, connected, authentic homeschool community. Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, the Certified Life Coach and Homeschool Mentor, found at www.capturingthecharmlife.com. If you're a homeschool mom looking to build your community, then this is the podcast episode for you. When we move to a new community, or we've been shifting from one community to another for various reasons, or we've just begun homeschooling and we know no one, and we all don't know anybody is even doing it alongside us, we can easily feel lonely. Since I moved 19 times before I was 20 and I've lost track of how many moves I've experienced afterward, I can share a few tips on how I've learned to tackle loneliness, whether I'm moving from one community to the next or just creating or recreating a friend base again. I've noticed over the last few years that people have had a big shift in how they're relating to the people that they knew before. The pandemic. There has been a big shift for various reasons. I know there's lots of conversation about why, and I'm not going to go into a conversation about all that here, but I will acknowledge and honor that there have been significant shifts in our community and our sense of connection amongst the masses, amongst the specific groups we were part of, perhaps with certain family members, maybe friendships, all the things and so my goal here is to have a conversation with you in a way to help support you to build in community whether it's online or whether it's in person one thing i firmly believe is that we do homeschooling we do life better when we do it alongside others that feel genuinely supportive and authentic and understand us, and we understand them, and we feel connected. In this episode, I'm going to share with you 14 ways that you can crack your homeschool mom loneliness and build a community that feels authentic and connected. But first, if you haven't met me yet, I'd love to introduce myself to you to help you understand how I can support you in your homeschool mom journey. So as I said earlier, my name is Teresa. I'm a certified life coach, a homeschool mentor. I'm a graduated homeschool mom of four beautiful kiddos. I've only got one kiddo at home still i live in western british columbia canada i'm presently recording inside my studio c aka my closet and i'm trying to figure out how to track my goats cycles yes that's what i said my two goats and their cycles to see whether or not they are ready to breed and sitting beside me here is a cup of tea in the afternoon i drink tea in the morning i have two cups of coffee That's a little bit about me. Would you let me introduce you to what I offer homeschool moms? When I meet for the first time, I clarify what the challenge might be with the homeschool mom I'm speaking to. And I listen. I listen deeply. Because I act as your clarifier. I reflect back what I hear to help you clarify what's going on for you. Sometimes I connect the dots and ask you about them. I hear you saying this, and I hear you saying that, or I didn't hear you talk about this thing. Help me understand the connection between those things. Over the course of a number of sessions together, I'm your cheerleader, I'm your gentle accountability, I'm your coach. There is no singular theme because everyone is unique that comes to me. But one beautiful thing I know to be true is that the more authentic I am, as I stand on this kitchen mat inside my walk-in closet and have a conversation with you, the more likely I am to meet you in a one-on-one conversation in the Zoom room and feel genuinely connected and amazed at the amazing people I get to meet. And all I did was go in my closet, speak some words that I know to be true, Let other people know that I'm available to help walk alongside them, and they come to join me for conversation. Pretty cool. Outside this homeschool mom experience, I highly recommend this homeschool mom life coaching role. So there's no singular theme that I speak to, but you will notice that there are certain themes I offer in my online coaching courses and in my self-directed journaling workbooks. I help homeschool moms create a plan for their big emotions, to learn to instill self-compassion, to learn why we don't care about ourselves already deeply, to learn to instill boundaries, both within ourselves and in our relationship with others, to learn to nurture relationships, whether with our kids or our partners or other important people, and leaning into child-led learning, learning how to de-school our unhelpful schooled mindsets, letting go of unrealistic expectations in our homeschools, building our personal identity beyond homeschool mom, and embracing our truest self. Sometimes I'm helping moms begin their business to get their business off the ground, to help foster their creativity and learning how to express it or channel it so they can monetize it and also help them to clarify their personal purpose beyond the homeschool mom role. So you can see here that I have conversations about all sorts of different things. There is no singular theme because everyone is unique, much like homeschooling. Ultimately, my goal is to help you shed what's not working so you can show up authentically confidently and purposefully in your homeschool and life. I was delighted to receive Trina's feedback after our coaching program. She shared this, our conversations always cut through the noise in my head or all the symptoms of that seemed like the problem, but really they weren't. Teresa was able to ask questions that helped me arrive at the answers on my own, which was far more valuable than just being told. We truly tackled everything from childhood trauma, bringing a baby into the homeschool mix, postpartum mood issues and fears, perfectionism, control issues, marriage and relationship issues, boundaries, issues with putting myself last and lack of self-care, fears, routines and structure, working while schooling, accepting the season you're in, and of course, actually homeschooling. I felt so at ease and able to fully express myself to someone outside of my family and friends circle, so I could really speak about the things I needed to without editing or censoring myself. Teresa listens to understand, and I never felt judged or rushed. It was exactly what I needed in order to handle the big transitions I was going through. Truly wouldn't have done it as gracefully without her alongside me. Primarily, I just wanted someone to truly know and understand me so that when I had my baby and the inevitable hormones hit, I would know how best to help me find myself again. When I'm struggling and start thinking, I can't do this, I find myself often hearing Teresa's voice saying, you are doing it. That shift on its own is invaluable. So exciting to hear Trina's words, and I am beyond excited to walk alongside her in her very exciting past year. And again, big old welcome to Micah. Welcome to the world, baby Micah. If you're considering life coaching or homeschool mentoring, schedule a conversation with me. You'll find the booking link on the first page of my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. I'm looking forward to meeting you. So what are the 14 things that you can do to learn how to find homeschool community, authentic homeschool community, and tackle loneliness? Here's a few things that I might add might move you out of your comfort zone, but they will move you into the friend zone. The first thing is, uh, well, join local homeschool groups. (laughs) This might seem obvious, except as I heard this past week, it's hard to find out who they are. Not everyone is online. So I did encourage this homeschool mom who wasn't eager to get online to join Facebook, even if just for a short temporary time, because if you use the search term homeschool in whatever place you live, you're probably likely to find somebody that says, hi, I'm six blocks down, or you can find me an hour away. Someone will say that they are semi-local to you. But you've probably already thought of this step. So step number two is to make your own homeschool group meetups or field trips. When you make something, they will come. Okay, well, not actually always in my experience. Sometimes homeschool families don't show up when they say they will, in my experience. But you won't know unless you try. You can always head to a public play place, aka a trampoline gym or a swimming pool, a museum or a park during school hours, and you're likely to find new friends there. And no, these might not be the best of friends over the long term, but they may know someone that you genuinely connect with, or they may bring you into a group you hadn't even known existed. So make your own homeschool group meetups or field trips, throw it up on a Facebook group and say, hey, I'll be here at this particular time with my three kids aged 8, 11, and 13 who love to play grounders on the playground equipment. I'll see you there. The third step is to learn how to make friends. Yes, I said it. I don't think that just because we are adults, it's a guarantee that we know how to make friends. I have spent a lifetime moving, so I learned most people aren't threatening. Of course, there are some that make us feel intimidated, but there's a lot of people that aren't. And we can connect with anyone if we do just this one thing, get out of our comfort zone, actually leave our house for a reason outside of extracurriculars or groceries, Go to a place that we like going to, introduce ourselves, have a conversation, whether it's ever so uncomfortable or not, and eagerly listen. Suppose someone invites you to a community event or a co-op or homeschool mom group or something, and you join. You don't know anybody. You are sweating bullets. Girl, I have been there. You are uncomfortable, and it is uncomfortable going into a new place. But I want to encourage you with these two things. They're probably not ignoring you. In my experience, people are as uncomfortable on the other side introducing themselves to the new person as the new person is introducing themselves to the established people. Also, when you move somewhere new, in my experience, it takes about two years to truly feel seen In my experience even the post office worker does not recognize you for a good long time even if you go there every week or every month and yet you you know everybody you have a sense of the cafe lady the piano teacher you've got it all figured out and dialed in when you're having those conversations with someone and you're truly listening listening to their stories their interests maybe listening to their challenges and learning from them. That's how people feel connected when they feel like you give a rip. So that's how I would suggest learning how to make new friends. Okay, number four is this. Want to make a fast friend? Just listen intently to the person in front of you. Be interested in the other's experience, in how they see their world or in what they enjoy doing. Every human that crosses our path has something to offer each of us. I really believe this. I have seen it with my own eyes. You know how sometimes you meet someone new and you're like, oh, they really remind me of my cousin or that was like my friend from kindergarten. I remember There's just something about her that seems like that person. So then when you go to have that conversation with her, then you assume that she's going to tell you similar things that your cousin or your friend shared. And then you discover they're nothing like each other. They have very different experiences in life. I find this very interesting. I find it extremely interesting to listen to people's stories, probably why I do what I do. But when a new person is in your presence, whether you're new to them or they're new to you or both. Just take notice, listen and learn. The fifth thing that I would encourage you to think or to know as you're trying to build an authentic, connected community is to know that not everyone is your best friend. I don't necessarily want to share my deepest, darkest secrets with another person just because, you know, I'm new and I need someone to be my friend. But I could choose to take that risk. You build long, true friendships when you risk being the real you, being vulnerable at times and consistently spending time with those new friends. So though not everyone is your best friend, you also don't know that they aren't. So you might as well put the risk there so that you can possibly pursue deeper, more meaningful connection over the course of time. If you want to crack the loneliness homeschool mom code i encourage you to do something super uncomfortable (laughs) that is do like an idiosyncrasy audit of yourself what i mean is get to know yourself and the weird ways you engage i know how to introduce myself unobtrusively in a group but i'm going to tell you this was not always the case i'd look at nervous energy that wanted to be charming and friendly and all the things. And actually, I was like so uncomfortable. Sometimes though, from my insecurities, I didn't speak at all. sometimes I came across as outspoken when discussing different opinions. I'm sure this seems hard to believe. Somewhere in my relational learning though, I realized everyone is nervous to connect with new people so just being myself was the fastest way of connecting the real me with someone new, which is actually quite literally what I am doing right here. So what you really need to do is start a podcast. Okay, I'm joking. Well, maybe. If you wanted to learn more about building a podcast, I would be your girl. But if podcasting isn't for you, I still encourage you to be The full you. This is what I've learned when I present the fake me. Even if they like me, I know, even subconsciously, that they like the fake me and that they don't know the real me. And therefore I won't feel connected to them because they don't know the real me. And I don't know if they would like the real me. I do know they like the fake me. So you see the conundrum? So do an idiosyncrasies audit. Ask yourself, honestly, where might I grow and learn in relational things? And how can I be more me? The seventh thing I would encourage you to do is to join the Homeschool Mama book club, which is a monthly opportunity available within the Homeschool Mama support group. If you like reading self-development and personal growth books and homeschool and learning books, This is a space that we can discuss those books to connect with other moms around the world and even consider how those books can inform our homeschools and our mom lives. What you allow yourself to think and consider influences how you feel, which influences how you act and how you engage in your homeschool life, because you want to show up in your homeschool intentionally. I'm going to share with you a few of the books we've discussed, but I'm going to tell you that uh, you don't have to read the books. I cannot even fathom someone telling me that every month we're going to read a book and come together and have a conversation about said book while I was in the middle of homeschooling my four kids. Like it wouldn't have happened even with full audiobook availability, which wasn't a thing in the beginning homeschool years. But you're welcome to join. I will have read the book. We'll have a conversation about various quotes and concepts that arise from that book. It'll be an engaging conversation with other homeschool moms. Here are just a few books that we've discussed. My book, Homeschool Mama Self-Care, Nurturing the Nurturer. Alison Gopnik's The Gardener and the Carpenter. Marie Forleo's Everything is Figureoutable. Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. Gordon Neufeld's Hold on to Your Kids. Gretchen Rubin's Happiness at Home, Sarah Susanka's Not-So-Big Life, Marshall Rosenberg's Nonviolent Communication, Julie Bogart's Raising Critical Thinkers, Rachel Gathercole's Well-Adjusted Child, Amber O'Neill's book, A Place to Belong, and even Richard Schwartz's book, No Bad Parts, and a whole bunch more books too. So if you're a book club kind of homeschool mom, then you're welcome to join me. I know you're likely creating a homeschool community or extracurricular options for your kids, but are you building it for you? No one needs to be asking whether the kids are socialized. You drive the kids back and forth to extracurriculars and various interests that they have. Maybe you're sitting in your minivan while you're waiting. And from my vantage point, and certainly from my experience, it isn't the kids that people need to worry about socialization. Sometimes it's mom. We are doing things for our kids all the time, building opportunities for our kids, but not always building social opportunities for ourselves. And sometimes we are just too tired to even consider it. Can I hear an amen? I do so appreciate Anne of Green Gable's words when she says, kindred spirits are not so scarce as I used to think. It's splendid to find out there are so many of them in the world. As Anne said, I think that if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, or you've been in my email community long enough, or you've just been hanging out with me on the socials for a while, pretty sure we'll be kindred spirits. I offer the Homeschool Mama support group as a place to get real with authentic homeschool moms to support each other when we need it, or just learn about how homeschool families do their thing differently in different parts of the world. A place to learn and discover important ideas or concepts that will benefit them. Like this upcoming Friday, we're going to have a conversation about PMS and how to manage it as homeschool moms. If we've spoken to a topic on the podcast or I offer coaching around it, I'll offer whatever customized workshop you're interested in. This Homeschool Mama support group is a place to ask all the questions, to confess all your worries, and be reminded that you and your kids are going to be great. If you're looking to do your homeschool year alongside a supportive community, then you are invited. When you join, you'll have access to the Patreon-only feed that features all the special things that I'm planning for you, and also daily encouragement, free resources, clarifying journaling questions, and check-ins to bookend your week. You'll have access to discounts on group coaching and intensives. This week, I want to especially welcome three new members, Sickbreets, who is a mom of three girls, Jennifer, who is a first year homeschool mama, and Michelle, who's a homeschool mama, Canadian homeschool mama to two hockey loving boys. And she might just be building a skating rink in her backyard as we speak. Here's what Michelle had to say about the impact that the support group has had on her journey. She said, thank you, Teresa. I absolutely love the group of women you have attracted to your workshops and the support group. It has definitely been a game changer for me women supporting women from all different backgrounds, from all over the world. It really is a beautiful thing. I don't feel lonely doing this homeschool mom thing. We live rurally and it can make it extra difficult to tap into a homeschool community. To know I have help and support in my pocket anytime I post in the Patreon group and have you or another member support means the absolute world to me. Looking forward to sharing this journey with this wonderful group. And I am delighted to have you in the group, Michelle. I'm looking forward to getting to know all of you better this year. So join us so you can have a daily dose of encouragement, inspiration, and connection, and know that you're not alone on this homeschool mom journey. To learn more about the Homeschool Mama support group, head over to patreon.com slash self-care. The eighth thing I want to share about building community and cracking this loneliness thing is what I said before, recognize it will take a couple years to feel like you belong. You will quickly begin to recognize people in your neighborhood, the grocery cashier, the piano teacher's booking assistant. This consistency showing up, whether it's in extracurriculars or going to the same grocery store, it helps you feel more rooted. It helps you feel more at home. But those who are living in their own world and occupied by their own things, they've lived there for a while, they might not notice you as you do them. So be patient. You'll begin to be acknowledged and seen to gradually keep showing up consistently. It will happen eventually. The ninth thing I want to share is to volunteer or participate in local activities. The disadvantage of being a homeschool mom is that you are home. Although really, maybe you're not home. You're in the minivan. Nonetheless, if you are not mixing with other human beings, people will not know you're there. So volunteer or participate in local activities. Engage in things that matter to you. So that might be, I don't know, creating a program at the local library, or I know our local library actually offers a homeschool meetup every week and puts that in their newsletter. Maybe you can be the one to host that. Or maybe there's something you could do at the community center. For many years, we also had an event, also Wednesdays, uh, where we would join so the kids could skateboard in an indoor skateboard park, boarding park, skating park. Anyway, you know what I mean? Uh, Or any other organization that aligns with your interests, just consistently go and say, hi, my name is whatever, and those are my kids over there nice to meet you, we just moved, or we just switched churches, or we just, I don't know, you fill in the blank, but for whatever reason, you're new to a place and you need to build community again. This is a way that helps you create opportunities so both the kids and you can connect. The 10th thing that I would share is to connect with other parents through common interests. Well, it actually really doesn't have to be parents. You could just be going somewhere that you have an interest in. There was for a while, I went to this um, college offering, like a local community college. They offered an art or drawing class. Always wanted to try drawing. So I thought instead of going to Starbucks on Wednesday nights, I'm going to go to this drawing class and I'm going to learn perspective. And I'm going to understand why they would choose different hardness or softness of various pencil lids and all the things. And it was very different and an experience not yet repeated in my life. But I also found it challenging myself. It wasn't soothing and relaxing for me. It kind of felt like I went to math class. (laughs) And that was not quite what I thought. What I did learn, what I did learn, was that it wasn't my natural penchant but you could actually learn to draw. It didn't have to come naturally. So that was an interesting experience. I certainly connected and met people in that group that definitely were not homeschool parents. In fact, I, I really loved the ladies that I met there. They happened to also be writers, and so we connected in that way. And so I got to connect in uh, once a month at a writing meeting that had nothing to do with homeschooling, nothing to do with even my generation of moms i don't even remember if there were any moms in the group but it was just a great way to connect in to community but you could explore activities or classes that align with your interests or your kids hobbies the goal is to connect with other people through your common interests so if you have an interest that you haven't tapped into for quite a long time consider checking the community guide for an upcoming offering. The 11th thing I encourage you to do is check out that Homeschool Mama support group on Patreon. What I didn't share earlier with you is that once a month, one Friday every month, I offer a writer's room just for homeschool moms. So for whatever writing adventure or practice you'd like to develop or you'd like to expand, you're welcome to join us. The twelfth thing to consider is to ask yourself, are you more extroverted or introverted? Um, Do you think homeschool moms are extroverted or introverted? Well, both, of course. Perhaps because we spend so much time with our kids, some of us might not be as extroverted as we once were. That was certainly my experience. Or maybe we're more introverted than we once were because we are comfortable and content in our own worlds. Knowing what our natural tendencies are does help us to alleviate the sense of responsibility to go make friends when we don't really want to make friends, which is totally cool. Don't do it. Stay home. Be your own best friend. Frankly, that is one of the next things I'm going to talk about, so I won't go there, but it's probably one of the most important things you can do. Okay. So before I get there, let's talk about introversion. Even if you're not an extrovert, people need people. So if you're not connected with people that you feel supported by and genuinely seen and heard, then you need to build stronger connections. The one thing I've learned about making friends is that everyone needs friends, whether they're extroverts or introverts. Just because we're introverted does not mean we can or should do life on our own. So make sure you're connected with people that know the true you and are available when you really need them. If you want to read more about Homeschool Mama socialization, I have a post dedicated to just that. Because when people ask the question, but what about socialization? Just remember, they are misguided in asking about your children but they might not be misguided asking about you. The final thing that I want to offer to help you crack your loneliness code is to learn to become your own best friend. Make a date with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is the most important thing. It really is. It's kind of a cliche thing to talk about being your own best friend, or at least I've heard it an awful lot, but... It really is true. If you are comfortable with yourself, not just spending time by yourself, but actually. Noticing what a wonderful person you are and how kind and thoughtful and available to being the full you, or maybe you're just like a very generous person, always considering what other people need, or maybe you're a thoughtful person and always anticipating what might be the strategy that the homeschool co op needs to adopt in order to keep people showing up every week, or you fill in the blank. Whatever your strength is, and you see it. You honoring yourself by acknowledging the beautiful aspects of you and also at times doing an honest audit saying these are the areas where I need to grow. I haven't got everything figured out, but I am growing and I'm forgiving myself when I make mistakes and I'm being gracious to myself. That, that, learning to become your own best friend is profound because how you treat yourself is how you treat everyone. So become your own best friend. So if you're building community, if you're wanting to crack this loneliness thing that you've been experiencing, remember that building a community takes time, effort, consistently reaching out or showing up. Be proactive in seeking connections, attending events, engaging with others, even when it's outside your comfort zone don't be afraid to initiate conversations, even if they go sideways. Then you can say to yourself, well done, self. You did something uncomfortable and you did it anyways, even though this moment did not make you feel seen or understood. Don't be afraid to initiate those conversations because your authentic self is taking practice in showing up as yourself. I hope this episode has helped you answer the question of how you can find homeschool community authentic community over time you will likely create that supportive community when you show up authentically as yourself keep going keep doing it keep showing up and in the words of maya angelou also the quote that tops my patreon group she says i've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel so go make friends if this podcast is an encouragement for you, would you share it with someone that you know would benefit? And would you consider sharing a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast? All the show notes and resources discussed in this episode are found at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com And the episode title is Crack the Loneliness Code, How to Find Homeschool Community. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. You got this, girlfriend.